G'day everybody, welcome back to Chat with the Hat podcast. Okay, this is the Townsville wrap-up. I'm Dave and Rowan is back again, fighting fit and ready for another Origin loss. How you going, Rowan? Yeah, good, mate. Good to be back again. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, watching New South Wales go 3-0 down in the series tonight, you know. So I've just resided to it now, so I may as well just uh, accept the fact it's coming. Exactly right. Typical New South Wales supporter. They crawl out from under the fridge, lose, and then they scuttle all the way back and start barracking for Queensland. <laughs> uh, like, that'll never happen. As shit as, shit as, as shit as we'll be, I'll never go for those filthy bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's nothing you can do about it, mate. We own your souls. And tonight is Wednesday night. We are recording on Origin Night. So we're going to get through this really quickly because we've got parties to go to. We've got places That's to be. We're going to scream through this one. Games to watch. Yes. <laughs> yes. We've got some uh, footy on. So we'll get through this uh, relatively quickly, I hope. Um, plenty to talk about after Townsville, which is way cool. Uh, on and off the track, and the rumour mill is also running hard and fast. So I'll start off with just a little bit of a rap from – what's that garbage? I think oh, if you're rapping, I may, as, I may as well rap mine as well. So <laughs> Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. I'm rapping the Queensland jersey, mate. Like, hold yeah. percent. We're, we're, we're in. <laughs> okay, so Townsville wrap-up. So basically I spent my entire time partying up there as I do, and – hung out with a bunch of officials that I've become pretty close friends with since Darwin, uh, the fishbowl kids and, uh, Shane Young, he's one of the sector marshals up there, senior official, been officialing for 20 years. So he's, he knows everything about what's going on. Trust me. So I spent the week hanging out with them and Zane Morse's team, Zane Morse racing from super twos. He's in Cam Waters last year's Mustang. That's the car that he's zooming around in at the moment. And, on the Sunday, they had a, a good result. They got a third place, his first third place trophy sitting on the table when we're all having knockoffs after the Sunday weekend. So that was a good mood. Uh, Team 18 were also in the pub having their knockoff as well and met a few of those guys, some of their crew and all the DeWalt, all the DeWalt kids. And uh, also this crazy chick from Scotland. She, she, was, she was mad. Um, big highlight for my weekend was doing a hot lap this weekend, thank you very much to one of our Erebus Army members, Jacob Lee Boots, who won a couple of hot laps in a competition for Trady, and they sponsored Declan Fraser's car in Tickford. But Jacob couldn't make it to Townsville, so he kindly offered them to me and one of my mates. So we went zooming around the track with Declan on the Friday afternoon, which was mental. Bro, have nice. you done one of those yet? You done a hot lap? Not in not in an actual V8 supercar. I've done some laps in a uh, a, a race tune VZ a long time ago back at uh, Phillip Island Raceway. I actually got to do a uh, a couple of laps in it myself, which that was a uh, a whole lot of fun. But uh, yeah, yeah, I've never never actually been in a in a proper V8 supercar. No. Well, I've been lucky enough over the last few years to have done a few, and obviously this is the first time I've been in a Gen Three car. First time I've sat in one. And nothing like the Gen 2 cars, 100% inside that cabin, worlds apart. Firstly, visibility out of these cars is terrible. <laughs> it's absolutely shocking. It looks like you're looking out of a letterbox at that front windscreen. <laughs> bugger all the good. Now they've got the big black strip across the top as well for the names, and and that yeah. even, even reduces down. Um, well, the, 
the windscreen itself is about a foot shorter than the old one. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the yeah. The Mustangs and the VZ, so was ZVs, yep. whatever they were. Yep, and also they've changed the specs for people to be eligible to get in. They've dropped the, you know, your body weight. You have to be, you think, less than 90 kilos now, and um, you can't be taller than six foot because literally getting in the bar work from the passenger side, the bar work, the hole to get into the car is yeah. so much more um, constricted. And you need to be doing some pretty nifty gymnastics to scrunch yourself into the into the side of that car in yeah, these Gen yeah, Three. So tall. <laughs> so the big and tall guys aren't really going to fit. It's just a fact. So how's how's GT going to go at Bathurst? He's a pretty lanky dude. So oh, he's he's going to have to fold himself up into three different directions, <laughs> like a lawn chair. He's going to be one of those like those big banana lounges where they just fold him in both ends at once, slide yeah. him in, and open him out again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. So after we zoomed around the track for a bit, um, and Declan was having some fun with me on the last lap, because I was the last dude of the day to go through, so those tyres weren't getting used. There was no one else waiting, so we were just chucking some skids, coming back into pit lane, just doing some fishies um, after we did that lap. I asked him about the uh, aero tweaks that they were given and had it made any difference to his uh, retire life and the handling on the car. And he looked me in the eye and he went, nah. Nah. Nope, made no difference whatsoever. Our tyres in practice on Friday, the rear lefts were still blistering after 12 laps. And I'm going, yeah. yeah, but you got three 30-lap stints. He goes, yeah, I know. We're stuffed. Yeah. Like, they're not going to last a 30-lap stint when they're already starting to fade and wear out blistering up around 12 to 15 laps the race is going to be cactus which it was and we saw that we'll get to that but we did see yeah. the effect that there wasn't any any benefit there um one thing townsville did really well they did a drone show they had 500 drones with leds pumping on them all in a big swarm at night and that looked massively cool they did some very very cool displays with those yeah. drones I can only imagine how good it looked in person because I watched the videos on uh, on Facebook and they were they were bloody impressive. So I can only imagine what it, uh, how impressive it was actually being there on uh, and and seeing it in the flesh. Yeah, it was just cool. I think a lot yeah. of people in Vivid in Sydney would have seen it as well because I think they did the drone yeah. shows at Sydney over Vivid. So um, what's well, the uh, it's the way of the future, mate? I think I think that fireworks are, are going to be on the air, given you know the uh, no, no, always keeping fireworks, mate. I saw Territory Day, <laughs> mate. Uh, it's just I saw Darwin Territory Day. There were dudes like blowing themselves up. You can't oh, take they, that they, away from people. The oh, I reckon I reckon they will at some point. And if these drone shows get as impressive as they are, I reckon the, I, I really don't care as much do as both. I love fireworks. Those drone do shows both. are bloody awesome. You're, <laughs> you're such a you're such a fun police. Body Grinch, take the fireworks away. No way. Um, uh, the grid walk on the Sunday was way cool. I got to hang out with some of the marshals on track, and then my phone blew up as everybody said, I think I just saw you on telly. And, um, yes, I even got a phone call from a mate from work who used to work with me three years ago going, are you in Townsville? I went, yeah. Oh, okay, I think I just saw you on TV on a grid. I went, yeah, yeah, that'd be me. So, me. yeah. Went up the back and had to play with the green flag. Wasn't allowed to wave it because that would be bad. Not allowed to wave the flag when there's <laughs> 500 people milling around cars. Not good. Um, scooters are awesome. Scooters are the way of the future. They should be everywhere. We should not be restricting them back into the public suburb area. They should 
be allowed out of the CBD so we can actually get back to our houses on scooters, which I did manage to do awesome. one night. For some reason, it wouldn't cut off after the GPS cutoff area. <laughs> and I was three Ks <laughs> out of the service area in the yes. in the suburbs at my mate's house with my own personal scooter. Now that won't go anywhere. So, um, <laughs> that was too cool. Um, and uh, then I just saw a news article yesterday about old mate up in Litchfield up at the Wangy Falls where I was at the Darwin round, went to go and have a swim, but they had it locked off because old Snappy Tom was floating around, but they couldn't find it. So they reopened it like a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. Everyone's gone down there for a swim. <laughs> Snappy Tom's come up and taken a chunk out of old mate. And uh, now they've shut the falls pool again because, yeah, the crocodile was just waiting. He's there. They're very yep. patient. Well, they are. They've been, they've, they've been hanging around for 60 million years. I reckon they can hang around for a couple of months for someone to come along. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They don't need to eat every day. They no. just take a chunk every six months. They're good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's just been snooping around, hanging, and they couldn't find it for months and months and months. I figured it might have buggered off, but nope, found it. <laughs> he's there. Uh, see, they didn't take their insurance policies. They didn't go to Red Rooster and buy their $10 yeah. insurance tickets. That's it. Throw your chicken start lobbing, in in, start lobbing in some roast chooks and wait half an hour. If something hits it, yep. don't go in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We suppose we should talk about some cars, eh, right? Oh, I reckon. So, yeah, Townsville. That was my, week, that was my wrap up of Townsville. So, basically, there's a whole bunch of partying, a whole bunch of cars, a whole bunch of like cool stuff to do. If you've never been to a Townsville race, the circuit's fantastic. Facilities are cool. Lots of cool viewing spots. Awesome weather. 28 degrees, 26 degrees every day, blue skies. It was beautiful. So let's go talk about what happened on the track. That's it. So good track. Had supercars, Aussie racing cars, Porsches, Super 2s and Super 3s up there. So had a, a nice little bunch of uh, cars up there as, uh, you know, as they generally do at the supercars races. But uh, where do we start off? Just, you know, well, Aussie, Aussie racing cars are Aussie racing cars. They're always fun. They're always entertaining. So, you know, nobody's going to not like Aussie racing cars. Those things are just wicked. I think for once yeah, everybody no. came home with their bonnet still on. Ah, uh, no, there was a couple that didn't. There oh, was, was there, it? There was a few. Yeah, yeah, there was a few. So, oh, I might have missed that. A... Yeah, because normally someone loses a bonnet and they don't care. <laughs> no, one of them. Well, one of one of them lost more than the bonnet. His old front end went disappeared after he got. They were can't remember who it was, but they him and him and another driver had been biffing and barging for the first two races, and I think it was the race race three when they. Biffed and barged a little bit too much, and he ended up head on into the uh, the tire barrier and ripped the front wheel off, and the whole front of the car was just gone. So he was uh, a, a bit of a mess. Can't remember who it was, but it was a pretty big shunt. He walked away from it all good, but uh, mm. the car not so much. So no, you, you can't get through a, an Aussie racing car weekend without you know some sort of crazy action happening. No oh, hell no. Too many of them on the track. That's why we love them. Yeah, it's uh, like thirty five cars or something. Thirty cars. Yeah. Oh yeah, heaps of them. So the uh, super super two, super threes will start start off in qualifying with the uh, absolute muppet move by Brad Vaughan wiping out Jack Perkins on the uh, first uh, on on the qualifying race. So completely stuffed Jack's weekend and didn't even uh, didn't even get to do a flying lap because the car was uh car was out and for the for the rest of the weekend because he was taken out on his flying lap by once again another inexperienced driver deciding that it's a good idea to warm your tires up on a part of the track you shouldn't be warming your tires up and taking out a guy that's on his hot lap and got nowhere to go so you know 
it's a it's not it's it's happened in supercars as well but it seems to happen a lot in the super two series so you know it's it's an issue that's been brought up a million times and I think you said it before we started filming. They've just got to make parts of the track where you're not allowed to do it. It's illegal, you know, because that that's a stupid part of the track to be doing it. And that, you know, you got the result you were looking for. Yeah, expecting. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the only and the stupid thing is that annoyed me, and not just me, but I was talking to Image Racing afterwards, after like before the investigation, after the driver signing session. The Terry was dragging Jack up to the stewards' office for the post race or the post event accident investigation to work out who gets what penalties and stuff. Brad Vaughan got disqualified from qualifying, had to start the race from pit lane. That's all he copped. Yeah. And he still drove through the field. If he ended up mid pack by the end, I think he ended up in the top 10 um, of, yeah. that, of that race. He was like, there's nothing wrong with his racing ability, just his <laughs> awareness of, uh, yeah. of what's happening and where he is was, the worst decision that he's made so far in his short career, but the but Jack's car doesn't help Jack, does it? No, there was that much gone, damage so there they couldn't fix it with the stuff they had on track. They they can't straighten the the rails out up at the circuit. No. Yeah, you're done. So put it back in the truck, and yeah, I, I can tell you, over. I can tell you, What's that? Perkins was absolutely um, livid. He was furious. Oh. Sitting at that driver signing session, he's just talking with Jack, and he was just so pissed off, and so so were we all. And Terry was the same. And and I saw Baz walking over to the um, Super <laughs> Two's pits. I was about to pop over and just say hi, and then I just saw him on a mission. Talk better of it. Oh way, hit that one into reverse, buddy. No, nope, let yep. Baz is on a walk, and he's kind of have a talk. So uh, yeah, I'm not walk getting anywhere away. near that. And back away slowly. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll leave that one to. I'll leave. I'll catch up with him like tomorrow, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he's cooled down a bit. Um, but other than that, uh, Job Stewart well, uh, came second in his Super Threes uh, yes. category behind Cameron Cloud. He's fast. He's always been yeah, fast. Job's always hunting McLeod. McLeod qualified third outright. Against yeah, I saw teams. that. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous yeah. for a super and was three racing car, them so. up the front like that. They were yeah. trying to bash him out the way because he's in a super threes car, like he's in the yeah. uh, Gen One car, um, yeah. and they're trying to get him out of the way because all the twos want to race against the twos. But McLeod still manages to extract some extraordinary speed out of that oh, stupid super three car he's in, and holds his own too, and will fight tooth and nail. He was like he was looking for a, a legitimate podium. <laughs> like an outright yeah. podium as opposed to just a good quality pace. Super but, three podium, yeah. So no, no super two, a, like even on the two. Yeah, no, like, I mean super two outright. podium as opposed to super three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like so, he's gonna take the win on the super threes, but like just an outright yeah. outright race podium. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. And uh Je- Jetty Johnson got himself third for the round as well. So kudos to him. Third generation Johnson on, on track and already getting silverware. So Yeah, and um the he was just zooming around. He took his NASCAR out for a squirt too, just on a demonstration. Yeah, yeah, I saw like, that. Yeah, just took had a the track to himself. Laps. Yeah. Basically, basically just doing like a shootout on your own, just for fun. <laughs> just yeah. having the track to yourself, just blasting around for three or four laps, and then coming in like that's just cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, so, uh, what else do we have? Ah, uh, Porsches, standard yeah. Porsche, loud, loud, fun, 
you know, well, you know, they, they, they they sound fun. They're boring. Although although they did give us a bit of entertainment on Sunday when they decided to turn it into a demolition derby race. So they were, that's the uh, only they, time they get exciting is if yeah. they actually try to destroy four hundred and fifty thousand dollar cars. Yeah, pretty much. So you know that did become. I, I actually was watching a Porsche race for the first time in years because you know I wasn't actually watching the race. I was watching the demolition derby that was a race, but you know it was. It was entertaining. Do that more, guys. You know, I'm I'm happy. I don't care if you write off your four hundred and fifty thousand dollar car. I'm not paying for it. It, it entertains me. So you know, <laughs> yeah, because the racing doesn't. That's what yeah, happens with yeah, a category exactly. race on a on a stock car when everyone's got the same kit. Yeah, um, that's it. And they're just bloody loud. I don't. They like are. Them. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just too loud. They're just too goddamn. They're trying to have a conversation with your mates at the track, and you can't. And because they fan out so much, there's no gap. There's no quiet spot because there's always nah. back markers coming around 40 yeah. seconds behind the leaders. Because well, you've got the pro and the pro AM, so you know it is. Yeah, it's, a, it's two yeah. two races in the same car, so they're just you know the whole track's covered by them. So pretty much, there's yeah. always noise somewhere. Um, all right, so let's move on down to the supercars to the big boys. The big boys, Willie Brown, big boys Saturday. And toys. Everyone was so excited, so looking forward to getting this final parody situation put to bed. They got the new back end, they got the new aero tweak, and we're going to um have some comp- well, competitive racing. And there we go. And we had six Mustangs in the top ten shootout on Saturday, but they were nowhere in the bloody race. So, <laughs> yep. It's uh the speed their their one lap speed's never been an issue. So it's just uh this issue they've got with being able to manage their tires and uh, and keep them going, which which seems to be the problem. So it's still an issue, but uh we'll get into that in a moment. We'll give uh kudos to Willie Brown for the Super Saturday pole position and race win on Saturday. So well done, Will. Keeps himself in the uh championship lead. So and uh yeah, it's it's close, but uh or did he did he get the championship lead? He got the championship yes, lead. Yes, that was that so, was yeah, the yeah, night. So, because Brody's yeah. transaxle decided to yeah. just piss off first and second gear. Apparently they're yeah. optional now, they're not required. So yeah. the sheer fact he could still handle that car around the track and finish in nineteenth, um, with only third gear as your lowest gear to pull out of the hairpin. It's not too shabby, yeah. yeah and, uh, and coming onto the main straight, like they dropped down to, that's a 60k an hour corner too, turning left onto the yeah. main straight. So he's doing that in third. So No, that was an, an impressive effort to get that car home and uh, get a few points. But yeah, it gave, uh, gave the championship lead up to uh, to Willie Brown, who managed to uh, go from pole to uh, pole to win. So that was uh, an absolutely ripper race. He just done the uh, done done the old SVG thing and and had a you know a few slow outlaps after the uh, after his pit stops and managed those tires and he just pulled away from him at the end of that race. So that was that was you know brilliant strategy by Erebus and Will Brown to just dominate that race and got himself the uh, little orange numbers on the car. So well done, Willie. Yep, absolutely. And uh, Brady's tucked in nicely behind him for seven points. And now hot on our heels after the weekend's finished, we've got the two Triple Eight boys. Yeah, well, Feeney's like 70, only... Like 70 points, 70-odd 70 points behind us, Feeney and... No, I think, I, I think after the weekend itself, Feeney's only 30-something points behind now, I think, so... I didn't think he was that close. Uh, I think that was... Maybe that was Saturdays, but I know he's bloody close now. So we can, uh, if you can, but if you can quickly look that up. It's us versus them now. 
Yeah, it's legitimately yeah. us versus them at the moment. So, yeah. so no, um, Erebus have definitely got a fight on their hands to keep that top spot. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the um, and we're cl- still cleaning up on the drive on the teams championship, which is actually really quite important because we're, we're going to steal yeah. everybody's pit boxes up and down the lane. We're going to certainly jump in DJR, and we're going to jump Tickford. I don't think we're finishing worse than second at the current pace. So you know, well, at the current pace, yeah. I think we can still cover off triple eight, but you know, if yeah. we end up not beating triple eight at the end of the end of the year, we end up tucked in behind them. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Cause there's like six cars behind us. So that's it. Actually eight. Cause we've got Grove. Grove jumped us this year. They jumped over us this year. So yeah. in so the lane. So. It's going to be a massive step up for Erebus in the pit lane, highest up they'll uh, ever been. So that's good stuff. It, uh, other than that, Saturday's race, it wasn't uh, wasn't overly eventful Saturday's race. I think there was a couple couple of DNFs. Anton DNFed. I think it was a mechanical issue for Anton, which uh, we'll get into more of that a little bit later when we get to Sunday. But, uh, yeah, other than that, it was a pretty pretty smooth, clean race on, on Saturday. Everyone was well-behaved and nobody was going too crazy other than was it uh, – was that, was that the race that um, SVG was knocked off? Or was that the second race? No, that was the second race, wasn't it? Where SVG knocked was uh, off. Yeah, the where he was. When he locked bumped, up bumped in quali in the in, no, 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 no. When he in, when he was bumped off in the race at the chicane, was that race? Oh one yeah, or race two? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was that was Sunday when he came yeah, together to Fraser yeah, yeah. on yeah. on uh, lap yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that was Sunday. So, yeah, no. So Saturday was a pretty pretty clean race. All all being uh, good boys, saving themselves for Saturday, which. Also, was a pretty clean race, but uh, saving themselves for Sunday. And uh, where did we get? So Sunday, Sunday was good because we got a you know another good top ten shootout. Bit of a mixed bag again. Erebus didn't make it onto the uh, pole position, but there, I think the talk of Sunday though was the the track conditions for the top ten shootout. So that's something we didn't actually put in the notes here, Dave. But uh, I don't know if you did you. I don't know if you heard about this being at the track. Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah, we heard about yeah. it. We're all talking yeah, about yeah, it. So. The uh yeah the the the, the pink rubber or dra- drift rubber all over the uh the track for the top ten shootout caused an absolute chaos for everyone coming out onto an ice skating rink so that was um that was a pretty big deal and supercars to their credit did actually cancel the the pre race entertainment before the the race because they did have them due to come out again so they they did cancel that pre race entertainment just before the race was due to start so they didn't have yeah. the same issue with twenty five cars you know, hitting a, a patch of drift rubber and all sliding off the track because that would have just been carnage. So, you know. Well, it was, it was completely evidence when uh, <laughs> Will's uh, water pump pulley failed the, and they got in, in quali and they had yeah, to, yeah. they had to, the mechanics ended up in, in less than eight minutes left of quali halfway through the session, had to get the belt off and replace the pulley and put a new lock pin in the pulley. Oh. And he had a water pump working on a red hot motor while they've got their hands down there trying to get these things off while they're blistering and burning them their hands on the motor because it's red hot and six got, minutes yeah got that done in six minutes yeah. to get him out there which got him into yeah. the shootout in p10 which many came out <clears throat> first in the shootout yeah on all that blasted drift rubber everywhere that had just wiped off all the the rubber from the previous sessions and his time was 15 too. <clears throat> each other going, dude, he just did a 13, like nine in quality or whatever it was. And now he's doing it was 15 almost, too. 
it was close to three seconds slower than his fastest lap in the uh, in the original quali. So correct you know, because of just, all this, because of all the surface yeah. had been destroyed with yeah. the, with the uh, burnouts, and as the session went along, the drivers coming out later in the shootout had a better run of it because the racing line had been swept by the cars yeah. preceding, and the times were more akin to what they should have been for the top four drivers and the bottom four drivers were the guys out there just sacrificed to the yeah. racing guides because of the drifting. So let's not do that again, eh? Yeah. Let's, that'll be yeah. fine. Thanks. Less, less, lessons learned, I think. But uh, yeah, that's, if, if you want to have the on-track entertainment, maybe have it before some of the support races, not the supercars races. So Yeah, well, run the Porsches just before we do. We all love that Michelin yeah. rubber on there. It's the super sticky stuff. It's yeah, like exactly. THT. <laughs> it's that's just, it, yeah. It's like drag racing grip. So it's like let the super glue down first. on the track, yeah. 100%. Exactly. Run yeah. them before the session, like before we do a shootout. Anyway, we'll move on. So the racing on Sunday's race was pretty damn cool. Like that was – it was just good racing, um, I thought. I didn't think it was wrong with it. Well, yeah, and, um, you know, especially when you got SVG starting from 25th on the grid, you know, you know you're going to get to see some passing. So, yep. you know, that was a – that's, that's always good. He, he unfortunately had a bit of bad luck in qualifying, didn't get the car set up right, and then uh, stuffed up his, his last line lap. So started from the back. So we all rubbed our hands together and went, this will be fun. And uh, and it was. And it was. <laughs> and it was. And then it got really fun when uh, he's tucked up behind Feeney in fifth spot and he's going, I've got better tyres, because he does, because the guy's a freak on keeping his tyres under him. And he goes, yeah. let me have a go. I reckon I can get a hold of Heimgardner. So he passes Feeney, tries to chase down Heimgardner, but really didn't have any more. It wasn't making an impact on the back of uh, Heimgardner wow. to get third, to get the, the podium. And then was being told, well, you got to give that spot back to Brock. You had to go. And he's yeah. going, what do you mean? I actually made a pass. He didn't let me pass. I actually made a pass. And I watched that and I went, Oh no, Brock went wide for you, mate. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he he didn't make it hard. He let you come through on the inside. He didn't hide hide you off or fight you. Yeah, that exactly. Was, you you were getting let through, and right on the line, he just basically chucks the anchors and almost comes to a dead stop just to let Brock take the fourth back, like hand the spot yeah. back, and he's still cracked it. Like he's he's been cracking it with a car all week. He's been cracking it with the team. He can't wait to go to NASCAR. Um, which we'll get into, and uh, that was Feeney's spot. If they weren't, yeah. they weren't going to hand it back to him. It's like, well, mate, we could have let you you two fight each other and then blow your tires off again and then whatever. With only ten laps to go, yeah, whatever. But nah. Well, it also it also gave Feeney the uh, the the effective you know, not that it really matters or counts for anything these days, but it gave Feeney the effective round win on points for the weekend as well. So, which everyone's yeah. talking about at the moment because they made that yeah. as the justification for the rationale to hand the spot back to give Feeney yeah. the win. But there's there's no gain to have a round win anymore. No, it's just a, fifteen just years a, ago we haven't had a round winner for fifteen years. It's a, it's a pointless stat these days. It's an absolutely pointless stat, and I think that was you know that was just. Triple H's way of being like, well, you know, this is why we wanted to do it. But at the end of the day, if they, if they had just said, well, look, you know, we let him pass because he said he was going to have a crack. He didn't have a crack, so he, he moved yeah, we're going to give you, we're going to give yeah. you an opportunity to hunt down the podium. Yeah. If you can't get there, well, then you hand it back. But we're giving you yeah, an exactly. opportunity. Yeah, we reckon you're like the engineers are gone. Shane's faster. Release him. Yeah, 
chase down Andre. If you can't yeah. make it done, hand it back. Simple. If everyone, yeah. if everybody knows all that, if that's all agreed upon on the radios to the drivers, well then happy days, no harm. But it seems to be yeah. that Shane didn't realise that he was going to be handing it back. Yeah. It wasn't and, communicated uh, well. You know, and look, at the end of the day, I think he's, you know, he has come out now and said, well, you know, do what's best for the for the team yeah. or whatnot. But we all, we all know he's not happy. He hasn't been happy all year with, with supercars and or even since last year, really. So he's, you know, was... was oh, he's gone. Just... He's, he's he's done. He's done for sure. So if, if he was if he wasn't before that, he is now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. he's been complaining about car handling air, um, car handling problems all weekend. That's why he came into quali during a quali session and then just threw the car back and was waving his arms about and yelling at everybody, which is not really like him. Um, but he's going, nah, it's it's shit. Fix it. Yeah. So they put him back out there, and he's trying to chase and hunt time and that's how he locked up his front wheel because yeah, he was exactly. pushing too hard because the front car isn't tracking properly the front of the car's all over the crap so he's not happy with it so anyway we won't be seeing shane next year i'll give you the tip he's it, it could, could it could be worse for him he could be in a mustang so you know yeah then he, then he'd be gone even quicker so <laughs> <laughs> Unless, unless Triple Eight got some sort of deal going with with um, Red Bull or sponsors that they get paid bonuses for getting round wins, into yeah. like like amongst themselves, unless there's some sort of payback to to turn that into a thing again, resurrect it as a bonus system. Then I think then yeah. using it as a reasoning is was very odd at the circuit. Everyone's going looking at each other, going. Who cares yeah, about exactly. that? Like, what's that all about? So it must be something important to them. No one else cares, but it's something to within the team yeah yeah exactly and uh look before we finish up on uh, on race three as well we better give the uh the kudos to uh to young anton for getting his first win yep so uh, albeit it was due to him having a, a ton of absolute fresh rubber but you know and sacrificing saturday and, yeah so he sacri- sacrificed his saturday with a with a dnf but no points got him, no points whatsoever but got 150 the- points down the drain, gone. Yep, but got himself some fresh rubber, and I'm pretty sure he would. Uh, you know, it's it's prob- probably the best uh, remedy you can get for a, for a DNF is to come back the next day with your fresh rubber and get a race win. So put a, put a W on the board and go with it. Get a trophy. Go home happy. Well, you're still going home with 150 points out of 300. So sure, you got a trophy. Big deal. You had four sets of greens. Every well, team. He's not it. Let's be honest, he's not in the championship race anyway, so no. I don't think points are going to matter too much to him at the moment. So, you know, you just be stoked to get a race win at the moment, especially yeah. in a Mustang. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the all the teams had six sets of greens for the weekend for racing. There is six stints on a two-stop strategy, three, three stints on each race. You blow out on Saturday and you keep a set of greens up your sleeve, you can do a three-stop strategy on the Sunday, which is what a bunch of Mustangs were doing, trying to find... Uh, the best pair of front tyres to use as rear tyres in one of the stints on the Sunday to turn it into a four-stint race because the tyre fade was so noticeable and so prevalent around that lap 15, halfway through the stint, their tyres, rear tyres were starting to fade off. So they had no choice. They weren't going to be able to fight off. It, it, like yeah. some guys came in at lap 19, lap 20. It was like, well, there's the end of you. You're done. Unless you're on a three-stopper, you're not going to stretch any rubber when you can't make 30 laps out of one set of tyres. 
no, not that long. So nah, you evident that these uh, aero changes haven't done what they were nah. desired to do. Nope. And they made no difference Mustangs whatsoever. Still, still struggling. Still having issues there. You know, more more needs to be done. So yeah, they're doing that unfortunately, now. Unfortunately, more testing. Yeah. So yeah, it's unfortunate, but we're still going to be talking about the dirty p word for a little bit longer until they can uh, sort it out. Yeah. So an- another dirty p word. There was a few penalties thrown around the lane over yeah. the weekend. Triple Eight tried to get us a penalty. Now, now we've got this tit for tat. We're running to mum and dad and dobbing um, between Erebus and Triple Eight. So they ran to the stewards, complaining that Brody was crowding Brock on lap uh, seventy-one, <laughs> turn thirteen. They're going, oh, Brody's crowding, Brody's crowding Brock. We need a penalty for Erebus. And they looked at it. Better goes, yeah, nah. <laughs> There's nothing going on there, mate. Fuck off. <laughs> not going to happen. So that went nowhere. But Premier did cop a 10K fine with half of that suspended for, for throwing Slady out into the front of Jack LeBrock when he was coming into pit. That got a bit exciting. Yeah. Well, that was a bit of a silly move and probably, probably worthy of the 10K fine, I'd say. So... Yeah. Well, if they don't do it again, they've only got to pay five. Yeah. And that's, you know, fair enough. I, I get that. So, you know, give him a... Well, Jack was flying in through the box. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's a yeah. car there in the lane and right in his way, we're getting pushed out by the team. It's like, whoa, hey. hang it right. So you've got people yeah. there on the inside. You've got the car on the outside and Jack coming through the middle. Yeah. So no, dangerous, dangerous, deserving of a fine and don't do it again. And, you know... 10K might not seem like a lot, but that's a that's a lot of beers if you have a good weekend and want to celebrate. So, well, yeah, and it's lucky that it, it's it all worked out, but it could turn into people being people bowling, and we don't want people. Well, that's bowling. right too, and that's that's the last thing we want to see. We love seeing crashes, we love seeing action, but we don't want to see anyone getting hurt ever. So, you know, nah. that's the, the the main thing is uh is is the safety. Make sure. You know, if things do go a little bit wrong, that they go wrong and uh, are exciting, but people are safe. Keep it, keep them all safe. Nobody gets hurt. That's what we want. Yeah, cool. All right, so that's a bit for the races. Boys raced. People won stuff. Uh, the weather was perfect. Mustangs are still hurting engineering-wise. It's not their fault. They've just got the package that they've got. They can't haven't got it competitive yet. They're trying. They're doing parity testing again this week. DJR's back out there. They've got a bunch of other drivers going to chuck in the car as well, not just their guys. They're letting some of the other Mustang drivers jump in as well to compare, I suppose, driving styles and techniques with the changes that are being trialed for this yeah. week. Up, see up how that goes. Queensland. Um, they're doing another aero tweak and they're also doing an engine mod and they're using this small, smaller throttle body assembly, which they had at Winton, but I don't think they had enough time to fully get it signed off before Townsville or, or they didn't have enough well, time to do full testing with it or whatever, but they had, they did have it at Winton and now they're putting it in up at uh, this week's testing. Yeah, so um, what have they got there? Where are we? So we got, oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's only a couple of weeks till the next round there. Now, well, that's a surprise. Yeah, 28. Two weeks till the next round. There you go. Yep. Look at that. 28. I, was expecting, I was expecting another month, but there you go. We've got two weeks between rounds. Woohoo. There we go. You won't know what to Good do stuff. with this rapid fire racing, mate. 
Oh, I'm going to be just lost. Too much, <laughs> You're going to be run off your feet. Short of time. Jesus run Christ. off your feet. Just too much. It's only three weeks but, between uh, rounds this time. That's it. Loving that. That's much nicer. And uh, yeah, so what about the uh, the news? Based on based on your uh, posting on on socials over the weekend, oh, there seems that to be a little, a little, little bit going on. <laughs> didn't that create a stir? Holy hell! I cannot. If you ever want to, if you ever want to find out where the armchair warriors live, just post something on the freaking internet. And uh, every man and his dog, he knows everything way better because he saw an interview on the TV with a journalist from a team owner who was going to tell the journalist the truth two weeks ago, said, whereas all the people that I'm talking with who are physically involved with the teams and each other up and down the lane, it's been a closed conversation that hasn't been leaked out. And not to mention, I did talk to this with two actual journalists and we were playing I Know a Secret, and he said, I know a secret. And I said, what do you know? He goes, well, what do you know? I said, well, I know this. And he goes, well, I've heard that. And then I said, well, I heard even better than that. And he said, what you've heard is exactly the better than that that I've heard, and that's I've actually got a little bit more to tell you as well. And I went, really? So what I posted up there is all the things that I've been told from people who were told directly with their own faces um, who are involved in the teams involved in the conversations. So sorry. basically go, the surprise, go the surprise to me. Sorry. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, we'll, we'll go through it. All. We won't go too into detail about all the points, but yeah, we'll go through them all again, may as well. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, so the uh, ones that have been what, living what's, under what's a rock. Heard, so. so SVG, yeah. we all know is out of here. He's hanging to go to the States. I was told that yeah. a deal had been done, but as today we go to, Air, the seem to have stepped away from that and saying that the deal hasn't been done, but it's about to be done. Like there's a couple of hard offers that he's looking at at the moment, but I was told that those offers were already had had already been made, and he will be accepting one of those offers. Um, the value, the dollar value that I was given might be a little bit off because I looked at that too and I said, nah, that can't be right. Like sixteen million bucks, there's no way he's getting paid that. Like he's had one race on the road course and there's no way he's going, yeah, yeah. I said, is that US or Oz? He goes, US. I said, there's no way he's getting 16 mil. But anyway, I'll put it out there anyway. (laughs) The top, the top paid NASCAR driver at the moment's on under 16 US. So, you know, might be, might might be, well, there you go. But that's still, you know, you're not going to be given, I think that's everyone else is under that. So I don't think one race driver is going to be given maybe 16 million Australian, which is about 10 million US that possibly. Yeah. And it could be over a multiple year deal. Yeah. It could be over two or three years. Well, that's it. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm with you on that. I think he's definitely gone next year. So there's the money. The money doesn't matter. The fact is he's off. He's off. He wants to go play with NASCAR guys and he will be earning um, probably six to eight times what he's getting paid at Triple Eight right now, which apparently 100%. is around the six fifty plus. So this, uh, yeah, exactly. Now the ne- the next one, um, you know, you you you've heard from me, but I, I I'll I'll believe this when I see it is Waters to NASCAR. So, well, that's the one that caught me by surprise. Yeah, because everybody I don't, I don't was know assuming about that one. Well, well, <clears throat> what I've been told is he cannot wait to get out of Tickford fast enough. And even yeah. to the point well, where if he gets I know he's not happy signed, at Tickford, he's, but... 
No, he's actively looking to get out of Tickford. Yeah. We all know that, right? So it was WAU. He's going to go put the Bash yeah. Boys together and get a job with WAU if they bounce Perkhead out based on his results this year. Yeah. Shuffle Perkhead out and put Waters in. Or Triple Eight, when Shane goes, will need a cam because they want to put in a senior driver to mentor Brock. They're not interested that's, in putting Richie Stanaway in. That's my thought is that Cam goes to Triple Eight. That would be that's, if he stays. I'm, 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 yeah, ever since there was the rumours of Shane going to NASCAR next year, my 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 first thought was Cam's going to Triple Eight, and I just can't shake that. Yeah, that's fine. That we'll wait and find out. But I've been told yeah. that's always an option, right? And also extending yeah. his deal at Tickford's an option. Staying where he is. Yeah, he can stay. He can stay <clears throat> at Tickford if he wants to. No dramas at all. No one's kicking him yeah. out. Oh no, not a chance. Tim wants him to stay. Tim's running around saying, "No, no, we've got a contract. He's staying." Cam's going, "I hate this joint. This car's a bucket of crap." I'm out. Yeah, get me out of here. Yeah, and you know who he's you know who he's talking to? America. Yeah. Who? Yeah, he's not talking to Jamie. He's not talking no. to to Bruce and going, "What have you got for me?" He's talking to America right now. Well, he wants to race more. That's the thing with everyone. They all want. No, to he race wants more, to so. race NASCAR. He wants to yeah. get out. And I'm telling you right now, if he gets a deal with a team in NASCAR. He might not okay. even see the year out. He will just turn on his heels, get on a plane, and bugger off before yeah. even finishing the year. Go on. He's well, we'll see how that one plays out. Yeah. Yep. So let's see He's how that, that one goes. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Um, Scotty Pye to retire. Well, you know, there's always rumors about people retiring, but that one, <clears throat> I don't know why people were telling talking about that, but apparently they are, that he's probably going to pull the pin at the end of the year. Um, whether that happens or not, six or one half dozen, like, um, yeah, it's just yeah, that goes. welcome to pit lane chat up yeah. and down the lane. Um, per cat, yeah, that that one's got some that one's got some um traction. That one, and I I, I can't see him staying <laughs> per cat. That is, unless he has a massive run, yeah, from now and starts getting some big results, yeah, but he's uh, inconsistently no. very good. I mean, he's not a bad driver. He's just no inconsistently very good, and when he is very good, yeah. he gets a couple of results. Like he doesn't seem to be able to back him up. No, exactly. So you know, I, I can't, I can't see WAU keeping him on past the end of this year if he doesn't get some results. So, I, I, which I is why they were talking to Cam Waters. Yeah. So I think he's he's out next year. Even if even if they don't get Cam Waters, I think they'll look for someone else to give a go in that car. So, do we see Percat in supercars still? I don't know. I don't know where he's going to end up. But if we don't, he may, he make a bloody good uh, co-driver because he's he's got the skills at Bathurst. Somehow he seems to always like that track. So you know, he'll, he'll yeah, he's had success there before. He full time ride. He's, had, he's yeah. had a win. He's, he's he knows how to drive Bathurst. I mean, he's not a bad driver. It's just it's the no. difference between his best and his sort of worst in inverted commas. Yeah. is is quite wide. Like the ceiling and the floor, there's a lot of gap between the ceiling yeah. and the floor. Whereas exactly. you look at the other drivers that of the ilk, like um, Shane and Cam and Chaz, the difference between the ceiling and the floor is pretty short. You know, there's yeah. not a great deal of take mechanicals out of it because mechanicals aren't up to them. But as far as driving and results, if they have a car that finishes. <laughs> It's not the uh, not the Art Deco style building. It's more of a New York style loft in terms of the uh, floor to roof uh, ratio. Mm. There, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me let me pose you this then. Okay, let's pose you this scenario. 
based on the silly season that's about to come up because silly season might, might turn into stupid season because um, there's about 14 different possibilities of things happening at the moment. They all rely upon other things to make other things happen. Triple Eight are not interested in bringing in another junior driver to partner Brock Feeney. They want a senior driver, an experienced driver, to mentor Brock Feeney. So let's have a look and see who's available. Let's play the what ifs. A, Cam Waters was their first pick. Now, they do have someone in mind, but I couldn't find out. I was trying to find out in needle and needle and needle and needle, but I couldn't find out. They do already have somebody in mind. So let's go through who you reckon might be available. Cam Waters would be the obvious number one. Yeah. Senior driver. He's eight years. He's 28 years old. Brock's, I think, 20. Not that Brock needs a great deal of mentoring, I would have thought, but he's still young, so they still want a mentor. I want an age gap between them. So Waters would be the pick. If Waters is not available and he's off to the States, bang, here we go again. Who do you think would fit that mould of a senior driver that would fit in to the Triple Eight ethos? I just can't think of anyone that's on the grid that's going to be available to go over there. So so if they want to leave it's... a Chaz, okay, here's my thoughts. Here about here's my select, here's my wish list if there was one. And and taking in that we've been told that Richie Stanaway will not be the driver. He will yeah. not be taking Shane's seat. Um so here's my choices. Cam Waters would be first pick. Chaz Mostert yeah. would be second pick. Will Davison from DJR would be third pick. Yeah, he's still got a couple of years in him. Yeah. Will Davison would be third pick. And he is contracted though to DJR still. So I think year, he's got a contract. Year by next year. Year by oh, year. Right. 12 yeah. month contract. Guess who's available? Guess yeah. who's there best mates with Jamie Wincup? And they have coffees yeah. all the time. Guess who? Yeah. Guess who would be a perfect mentor for a young bloke who's driving the wheels yeah. off his car at the moment and is out driving his teammate? That so Will is Davison yeah. would be a very easy move to fit in with the Triple Eight ethos, yeah. the model. 100%. Chaz would be That's another one, but they would have to make a sweet, sweet deal to pry him away from Walkinshaw at the moment. Yeah, 100%. I don't know if he'd even be able to break the contract. So that might not be a possibility, but um, I don't know if he's got clauses in there for performance or whatever. But um, uh, the other driver in the lane that might be triple eight ready, like like it's all about driving for triple eight, would be yeah. Mark Winterbottom, Frosty. But he's too yeah, loyal to Charlie. That. He's not leaving he's Charlie. He's, no, I don't see him leaving Charlie. And once again, he's just—I don't think he's—you know—he doesn't have enough. Well, you know, I guess he's still got a couple of years left in him. He's, he's That's it. That's but, all they'll be looking for. Brock yeah, will be twenty-two years gonna, old. Have a get a couple of years. Leaving. Brock won't be needing a great deal. He won't be needing. I don't think the kid needs a great deal of mentoring now. That he knows how to drive. He knows how to. He's, win a, races. he's a race winner. He's a multiple race winner. Yeah, he's, he knows what lines to pull. And as far as going through the data, that's what the engineers are for. But they still yeah. want someone senior there to partner him at the moment in his career. So they're the four. They're the four that I see that would be the most viable. The Dark rest of the guys, Craig Lowndes comes out of retirement and yeah, fills the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Reynolds isn't jumping over there to Triple Eight. That's not happening. 
per cat, not happening. No. Pie, not happening. Um, I don't think they're on the triple eight books. You know what I mean? The radar. Whether they go and find someone from another category, like Ryan Wood from Porsches, who's no, winning, I don't think so, winning in Porsches. Whether they look outside of supercars, they're not looking to bring another kid up because no. they want the senior driver, an experienced driver. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be trying to steal like. Matt Payne or Brady DeCostecki or Will Brown because they're not senior enough. Those they're no. the same age as Brock. That's what they're trying yeah. not to do. That's what I've been told anyway. So anyway, yeah. that's all the stuff I learned in the back of pit lane through conversations with people who know a lot more people than I do, and um, get told a lot more stuff than I do. And then we talk about it. And when you're sort of on the money you kind of end up playing warmer, colder with <laughs> with people in the back of the lane. And uh, so that's that's an interesting yeah. well, start to the silly season because, I mean, and then there's, then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we haven't even, hasn't even hit the radar yet. Exactly. So, look, we're only halfway through the year still, so we'll see how that plays out come closer towards Bathurst, which is normally when all this uh, hits the fan. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes and uh... – Keep your ears peeled for uh, more news here. Yeah, well, the other the other dumb thing is supercars are still trying to buy back two TRCs to make the grid 24 cars. That conversation's popped its head back up again because Tickford have said, yeah, we review our business every year and we're interested in entertaining the, the idea instead of, yeah, of they, uh, shipping back to a two-car uh, team. It's just stupid is what it is, so... But, uh, yeah, so... Well, there's only two have... ways. There's only two ways. Well, there's three ways. There's only three ways supercars can get two TRCs back. There's yeah. only three legit... A, one team just quits. Disappears, yeah. A whole, one whole team just goes with two cars, we're out, we'll take the million bucks, and we're just going to shit off. We'll get the $2 yeah. million because I think it's a million bucks a TRC. And they reference six million? I thought they reference. Nah, million, that's uh, million, yeah. I think somebody yeah. got excited, like what well, I did with my sixteen million dollars. Uh, I think I yeah. don't think. Well, <laughs> eight super cars are broke. They don't have six million dollars to hand over. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks like it's more. The, thought it sounded like a lot of money. Yeah. Well, if it was six million, there's probably people out there that would throw it away and just go, "Yeah, I'm going to go race like Super Twos or Trans Ams or something, and just get our super cars, and I'll take my six million dollars with me." Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I'll have a lot more fun with a lot less stress, you know, in a Trans Am for yeah, five years than exactly. I will for one year worth of supercars. Um, so unless a team bails out, that's so, one way they can get two back. The other two ways is for Tickford to hand back two and go back to a two-car team, which yeah. Edwards is Has been. considering the the viability or the possibility or the need or the want at the moment. Uh, yeah. whether he decides to or not, we'll all find out later in the year, whether he does decide to throw yeah. back two, which will throw two car drivers out of a job and two sets of mechanics out of a job. And if Waters shoots off yeah. to the States, well, they've got one spot for three drivers. If JC then has to retire. Oh, yeah, JC was part of the other conversation for Triple Eight, but I don't think they want him. He's too close to the end of his retirement. So, yeah. Um, so JC, if they lose a ride, will probably go. Uh, Randall will probably stay because he's the future of their um, team. Yeah, with it, without at Cam the moment, the number one, and uh, Cam and Courtney anyway. Yeah, 
Yeah. So anyway, that's an interesting little thing there. And the other way that they could get back two TRCs is if Brad Jones Racing goes to a two-car team. Yeah. Because Brad only owns two of those four licenses. He does. Um, Jack Smith's old man owns one of them. And Jason Richards, rest in peace. His estate owns the other one, the Richards family. Yeah. But they could be, so, you know, if, if Jack's old man goes, yeah, it's time. You've had your go. You've had your fun. Uh, you're yeah, going to come and work for me now. So, he's, well, he's, like, he's, he's never going to be up the front. So, yeah. And not only does he do a reverse top 30, a reverse top 24. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they be smashing it. Uh, so um, but, that's the other uh, way yeah, they could. That's the other way they could get it back. That's the other way. We'll see. It, we'll see how it goes, though. But uh, look, I'm just. I, I just can't believe they're entertaining the notion still that they want to take cars off the track and put them on. So it's just friggin' ridiculous. And yeah, well, they're still thinking about trying to work out if they can go overseas and be yeah, a lap dog well, to Formula they, One, which we all know that's a, stuffed. So it's a fool's yeah. errand. That can bugger off. It, Get your shit together in Australia first. Give us give us what we want here, and then you can go overseas. But uh, let's not talk about that because it just pisses me off. All right. Well, <laughs> let's, well then, well then, that's kind of the wrap for supercars. Let's move on. That's what happened. There's a bit of gossip around pit lane. Always is. It's making more noise. There's more smokes than there are fires at the moment. Um, yeah. Mustangs are still trying to fix their car. Supercars are trying to fix the Mustang car. Sorry, the resilience of the cars is ordinary compared to the NASCAR race that the entire country of sporting fans who wanted to watch it, watched it and yeah. saw NASCARs plowing through tire walls, hand over fist, backing out and going again. Just in the wall at a hundred Ks an hour, reversing it out and driving off without, without it. Like some of them didn't even pit. They just backed the car yeah, out I know. the wall after hitting it a hundred Ks an hour and drove off. So yeah. <laughs> and Kyle Busch has got tires on the windscreen. Like he's gone three tires yeah. deep on that six tire <laughs> corner at turn five and he's getting towed out. And actually they've really got to work on their, I thought they might've had the Tasmanians in there for the recovery vehicles. Cause it took about 20 minutes <laughs> just to put slow. a tow hook on the back of the car and drag him back. It's like, dude, yeah, a bit what, slow. what are you, who are you talking to? Just put the rope on the hook that says tow here and hit reverse. Yeah. It just needs a bit of a help. Just jag him out and then get out of the way. Let him go. So those cars are pretty resilient. But you look at our cars at the moment, yeah. and we've got steering racks failing again, transaxles yeah. failing. So yeah, they got a lot, lot to do there because NASCARs, you know, they're they're not they're not the same by any stretch of the means, but they're the the two most yeah, but they're closer to our last year's car is NASCAR and supercars. So yeah, and um, you know, they're just yeah, NASCARs got their reliability and durability much more down than supercars has at the moment. And the cars are, they've only had those cars for a year now and those cars were just as sturdy last year. So. Yeah. And they've stopped putting them all on fire too. They had their fair yeah. share of fires, they but have, that was yeah, pickup. Yeah, that was pickup. That was rubber picking up off yeah. the road, getting onto the headers, not like the stuff that we had with the vapors. Um, yeah. So now they don't burn their cars anymore and they can crash them and keep racing them. Now we've stopped burning our cars, I think. But we can't tap it. We can't even tap yeah. a wall and have permanent damage that will ruin your weekend. Look at Chaz. You're you going at 60 and your weekend's done just about. Well, yeah. you look at Chaz and Quali coming done. around the turn. Taps well, a kink on the exactly. wall. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's shit. Normally you just go and change your steering arm. 
Yeah. And then uh, the next day in the race, bang, steering rack, gone. Yeah. He's you gone. know? Yeah, they they yeah, can't. It's they can't, and that's not the only one that has steering well, rack they'll, issues. They'll, they'll fix it up. Well, Shane's got steering rack issues at Triple A. No, Everyone's got exactly. steering rack issues, and that's going to become a big issue, a big big issue come enduro time when there's 300 points for a race. If a car can't start that race, and especially one of the cars that's up front battling for the championship, if they have a minor little bingle like that at one of the enduros, and their weekend's done in qualifying or practice, that's going to piss off a lot of people so they 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 really do need to work on it but i i don't think they're going to get it fixed by then well we'll have have a read of this you're talking about losing a one 300 point race whether it's sandown yeah. or um bathurst the top yeah. seven drivers yeah. currently after race 18 out of 28 so we're two-thirds of the way through the races at the moment on the calendar yeah we're halfway through the rounds but we're two-thirds of the way through the racing um yeah the top seven drivers, 300 points separating them. Wow. All right. That's huge. Yeah. Cam is Cam is 309 points behind uh, Brownie. Andre's 250. Mozzie's 243. The Gears is 72. Brock is 26. And Brody yeah. is seven. So yeah, 300 points well. in the top seven. That's one enduro worth. Yeah. Anybody at the top there that those – Say the tops. Anyone in the top six has a failure in the enduro, and yeah. Waters doesn't. Waters will end up in front, in front of in front yeah. of everybody. That's if it a, just goes in the natural order of things. Um, that's a bit crazy, you know. Oh, that's going to drop down behind him, kind of thing. No, he won't take to the front because you'd have to have all of those guys have a DNF for him. Yeah, all six cars. That's highly unlikely. Not not impossible, but improbable. Well, <laughs> there's only two Mustangs in that conversation there. Yeah. Mustard and Waters. Yeah. yeah. F1. Yeah. I was going to say, let's forget about supercars for now and move on to, yeah, the F1, the uh, the rise of McLaren. So uh, if, you're, if you're an F1 fan as well like us and you watch the, uh, the Silverstone race on the weekend, you would have noticed that the lowly little McLarens that have been battling for the – the scraps of the points for the first 10 races or so this season were now battling for the wait, let's not say race victory because Max is just too bloody good, but they were the next best of the cars. So second and third in qualifying Lando P2 and uh, young Oscar Piastri P3, which was uh, awesome to say the least. So congratulations to, both of them, but especially young Oscar, a rookie nabbing P3 in his first uh, year in the sport and not just getting P3 and qualifying, but then making hay in the race and being incredibly, incredibly unlucky to not get himself a podium. It was a safety car that, that cost him. So he, he would have been P3. Lewis, unfortunately, did get it, but... Good for the Poms, getting two Poms on the podium, but very unfortunate for, for young Oscar. And not many rookies can say they'd be unhappy or, or, or disappointed, not unhappy, but disappointed with a P4 in their rookie year. So that's just, yeah, kudos, top notch. Yeah, exactly. So so did you watch it at all? Uh, when? I was out at 
like partying. Oh, that's right. You, yeah, you were you you were busy. Yeah, that's. Right. I wasn't. I wasn't oh, sitting on my phone trying to watch somebody else's race, and I was too busy partying with people who were going racing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true that, true that. So, no, well, I was I was glued to the screen the whole weekend. So, and well, it's and amazing look, what a mid-season aero update does. Oh, 100 percent! Like that car was just an absolute rocket ship. So, and 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 one more thing I do want to say about Oscar is that not just like that that race that he ran was was flawless. Like he he did not put a foot wrong. He was just absolutely flawless that entire race, and that's why I say it's it's unlucky and and you know disappointing that he didn't get the podium because that race of his he was just you wouldn't have thought he was a rookie. That race was perfect for him. He couldn't he wasn't going to get any better. Lando and Max were a little bit further up, although he was he was sticking with Lando as well. So, you know, big big credit to him. And if McLaren's upgrades can keep coming and keep getting better then I, I reckon he's going to get himself some trophies uh before the end of this season we'll just wait for everybody else to put their updates <clears throat> on their cars as well and we'll see if mclaren are just the first ones out of the box with their brand new widget because when everybody yeah, else well, gets their widgets on then we'll see if they can hold their positions that's true, but most of most of the other teams have been putting upgrades and pretty substantial ones on the car as well. So it seems like McLaren really have actually jumped the uh, the queue at the moment. But you know, you never know. Formula One's ever changing, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, it seems like they're they're definitely up there. Cool. But uh, that wasn't the most exciting news in Formula One over the last few days, though. So the uh, the big news is we've got two Aussies back on the grid from Hungary. So that was uh, that was amazing. Danny Danny Rick's back on the grid, baby. The honey badger is back. This was always going to be the case when he was dialed in to do three days of testing after the uh, Silverstone race in the car, not on the sim. It was already booked in to see how he would go. And then the possibility of putting him back in, whether it was with Alpha Tori or whether it was just a stepping stone into back in the main seat when they kicked Perez out. Uh, as soon as he did his little test, they went, yeah, you're good. <laughs> Sorry, Varese. Sorry, mate. You're out. Uh, well, Danny, I, I, you're back. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if you heard, but the fastest lap that he'd done during that test was actually good enough to put him on the front row for the race. Uh, that's why he's back in. So yeah, a hundred percent. So you know when he's when he's putting that car, make, making that car faster than Perez when he's in it. Yeah, a hundred percent. That was that was that what sealed Devries' fate. His fate was, I think, he was already done. But that was a hundred percent. That was done and dusted. Devries was out. Ricardo in, and yep. if he performs decently in that car and Checo keeps struggling, then I would not be surprised to see him in a Red Bull next year, if and not sooner. Here we go. Back, like we're back to the future again. So yeah, he's now going to be fighting with Max again, which is what he didn't want to do because he didn't want to be a number two driver again at Red Bull again, and have to deal with Horner again. And that's why he went where he went the first time. He's walked around the block. He's come back and gone. Actually, it was pretty yeah. good back here. I don't mind being a number yeah. two driver. I'll take my forty-eight million dollars a year, and I'll, exactly. I'll be quite happy because he paid me sixteen million not yeah. to race at and the moment or something. So. He's exactly, yeah. And and look, to be honest, with with Red Bull being Red Bull, if he performs and Checo doesn't, 
they've swapped drivers teams between the two teams mid season before. Like that's, yeah. that's how Max got his start and won at, won at Spain a few years back. So, you know, I wouldn't, would not be surprised if Checo keeps underperforming and Ricardo actually does good in that Alpha Tauri. If he ends up in that Red Bull sooner rather than later, they they could swap them. Yeah, they could certainly swap yeah. them unless they want to get somebody else altogether. But for the remainder, if it's a mid-season swap, more likely it's a mid-season swap though, rather than a yeah. new driver coming in from F two. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a uh, great news for all Aussie uh, Formula One fans. That's for sure. Love so to see eyes honey eyes forward. Game. So when's Hungary? A couple of weeks. Uh, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. Cool. So we can all tune in and yeah, say so yeah, Not this weekend. Next weekend. Yep. Now we can barrack for both of them. Yeah, we can. So that should be good. Looking forward to it. And I reckon Ricky might have something to do, a point to prove with Oscar taking his ride. Hundred <laughs> percent, so... no, he does. Hundred percent, he does. I mean, so... it wasn't Oscar's fault. No one's banging out. No one's hurting on Oscar for getting. No, a... no, not at all. Right. I mean, you yeah. get offered a shot, you take the shot. Um, you you got to do what you got to do when it comes to getting a seat in Formula One. So yeah, yeah, you don't go. Oh, but Danny's there. Yeah, I don't know. I might wait yeah. till Danny decides not to drive anymore. Can I come back next year? Like, no, sorry, mate. No. Take it. <laughs> it's razor sharp in F one. That's it. So, and that's uh, that's pretty much it for Formula One. We don't really care too much about the rest of it. Max is winning. That's about it. So yeah, standard standard form. What else we have? We're get, getting towards the end. We probably just before we do our last little our, our new segment that we've got. I think we'll save that till the end. Yeah, save but, that to uh, the end. Yeah. yeah, let's let's just cap on uh, Formula V down at Phillip Island. Yeah, That's let's weird. pump a tires off of our Aquaman yeah. RVG. We used to call we him Reef yeah, Van Gisberg. Big up our Reefy McCarthy, clean Reef McCarthy. sweep in the weekend. So absolutely dominated the weekend in the uh, in in the wet conditions down at Phillip Island. So what do you get? Race one, uh, wet track, no rain, five second race win. Ooh, impressive. That's nice. Yep. Race two, dry track, could only manage four seconds that time in the win. So yeah, you know, he couldn't shake the gut. They they was yeah. trying to shake him off behind, but they just kept coming. He just had to keep fighting and fighting and fighting on that one. Still managed to hold him behind. The other two guys finished yeah. like wheel to wheel, second and yeah. third. They were legit like point, like half so, a second know. apart, point three of a second and a half of each other or something. Exactly, that's it. But it was uh, it was race three that he uh, he really shone in the uh, in the properly properly wet track. He he's a fish. That's all I can say. He's Aquaman. <laughs> he loves the wet. He absolutely loves the wet. And another person out there who loves the wet also is um, uh, Charlie, Charlie Richardson. The wetter, the better. Yeah. She loves drive. She just make heaps of gains in the wet. But Reefy, as I meant, as I'm in the formation lap, like in the formation, <laughs> the formation grid, that's when the heavens opened and Phillip Island just turned it on. It pissed down, absolutely belted down, and he took off. And everybody else took off and then didn't take off and then slid off and then got back on and then couldn't see in the spray and then we're sliding and then we're off and then we're back on. Meanwhile, Reef's just gone, I'm out. <laughs> I'll see you. See you I'll later. I'll see you later. 47 seconds. 47, 47 second victory. That's I did actually ask him on, on Facey yesterday if that was a record. He's not sure, but I, I think someone needs to look that up because that's got to be close to a record for Formula V, doesn't it? Like that's that those those cars are not designed to 
to have that sort of margin of victory. Like they're designed for slipstreaming and close quarters racing. So that's that's got to be close to a record, if not blitzed, I reckon. 100%. Like I rang him on yeah. Sunday when I was coming home. When he was coming home from the track, gave him a quick phone call, caught him in the car so he could have a chat. And um, then he filled me in on like the conditions and all this and that because I yeah. didn't get to see any of the racing this weekend on Blendline, unfortunately. I was preoccupied. And I went, 47 seconds? I said, you wouldn't have even seen him in your mirrors. He goes, nah. <laughs> First couple of laps, nah. yeah, after that, I didn't see anybody. Like, there was, there was no one behind me. I said, but what did they do? Did they all just crash? Was there, like, a big pile-up and someone took someone out and then there was, like, a whole bunch of congestion and everyone had to wrangle around and that was how you go. He goes, I don't know. I just didn't see him. Some dude slid off, but they got back on and then they just <laughs> and, and I just I just had the track to myself and I just kept going, just kept hitting the my, my line, hitting my mark and just going and going and going in the wet. He loves He just loves the wet. He, he can yeah. drive loose. This is why we need to get him back into a Super 2 car. Yeah. His talent yeah, is is 100%. being he's he's making a mockery of the sport by dominating so clearly. Well, that's what they say, you know. They, they, he's they a big say fish in a small get, pond. You can really, yeah, and you, and you get a proper understanding of just how talented a driver is when they're driving in the wet, because it, it levels the playing field. But you know, it doesn't for him. He just he's gone. You know, so. He's got way too much skill to be racing in these state-run categories, even though, you know, don't get me wrong, there's nothing at state racing. State racing's bloody fantastic, but he's got too much skill for it. He needs to step up. Yeah, we need to find him some money. It's as simple yeah. as that, Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. because he's not even doing Formula Ford. I mean, they're no. 120 horsepower or something, and these yeah. Formula Vs are only 60 horsepower. I think it's like 110 yeah. horsepower or something in the Formula Fords. Uh, still a sixteen hundred cc motor. They just chew them up. Um, yeah, and then we need to get him something with a lid. It, it's all fine and good yeah. being a, a dominant get Formula it. V driver in Victoria and going off to nationals in September and kicking butt in nationals, and that's fine. But it's a development class. We need to get him it's some budget. Now he needs some money. Needs some money. If you People, got some money, and you got, you got some, some money. You, it's give it look, all your I, money. I know tax tax times just ended, but you know. You're, all you're your saving money. up and you're trying to figure out where you want to spend your budget this year. Give give Scott McCarthy a call and say I'm going to give all my spare money to to Reef to sponsor all his car money. for a for a tilt at some uh, tin top racing. Yeah, get let's, it out there for him. We need to yeah. get him into Super Twos, and that's about six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to do Super yeah, Twos. It's not cheap. Not cheap. This is the this is the thing about. Uh, supercars being so bloody minded about the super license because apparently you can just change the rules when you want to and yeah. which they just did this week for the wild cards to let two guys have a wild card drive they literally just changed the rules to suit themselves to bend to make their own parameters no longer require them to do six yeah. super twos races if you finish in the top three or you win your category if you're a Porsche driver or you're a um Super twos driver, you don't have to yeah. have done six super twos rounds if you finish in the top three that's of your previous category ridiculous. for super threes. So that's allowed ridiculous. Aaron Love from Porsches and Kai Allen, who won the super his first super twos race up in Townsville for Eggleston, who's a cool dude. Met his parents too. They are awesome. 
Jason and Nicola. They are cool as the Kai Allen's parents. Nice. Um, but mm. Supercars super just literally just changed the rules. Joey Morrison still hasn't got a ticket. Get him one. Get him but one. They, but they let Blanchard Racing and um, DJR run a wild card. And now for their personal eligibility criteria, they have now changed their rules for their super license so these kids can have a go in a wild card. Why isn't, why isn't that in this next segment there, Dave? We should have had that in there. Ah, uh, because I didn't think of it till just now. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> As we were talking about Reef getting into Super 2s. Um, well, we'll how much money it costs, there. 650K <laughs> plus, up to a million dollars to run a car in Super 2s. Um, don't uh, get me started on Don't get me started on that. I'll go for another hour. We've got to wrap this up. Exactly. All right, so let's, we can't. we got 15 We've got Origin to go. We've got Origin to go. We've got to go watch State of we Origin. We've got to get out of here. Let's so do it. All right. This is a new segment. new segment. We're going to try it out. It's really rapid fire, fast, hard, no conversations as such. We're just going to go through it. Um, Rapid fire. You're allowed to have 10 words or less, but it's called win it or bin it. So basically the topics of the day, do we like it or not like it? So we either win it or we bin it. I will start off. Supercars drivers going to NASCAR. Win it or bin it? Uh, win it, I think, why not? If they want to uh, go over there because they're not getting the racing over here, go for it, win it. Cool, me too, win it, I like it. Uh, puts more focus on our sport from America, which where all the money is. Uh, NASCAR to have a round in Australia, possibly maybe racing one round in Bathurst, Gold Coast or Phillip Island. What do you think, win it or bin it? Win it for sure. Love NASCAR, would love to see them over here. Bathurst would be ideal, but I'd also love to see him on a street circuit. Cool. Me too. Like we used to have Indy on the Gold Coast back in the day. Uh, Next year's calendar has has been loosely released, a speculative calendar, not signed off by any stretch yet by supercars, but this is the best guess based on this year's calendar. 13 rounds. It's identical to this year's calendar, except New Zealand is back in April. There's no Winton, no QR. No Singapore as yet. Uh, win it or bin it? Bin it. The only positive is having New Zealand back. That's it. Yep, we need more calendar. We need more racing. We need more tracks. Uh, yep. Next one. The raceability and the constant parity tweaks. We're 18 races into a 28-race calendar, so we're two-thirds of the way through. Still tweaking, but still tweaking the cars, trying to get them competitive. Win it or bin it? Been it. They had three years to build these cars. They were delayed and delayed and delayed, and they didn't get it right. Been it. Cool. Me too. That's a poor start to the Gen 3 program. Uh, Okay. Up in Townsville, old mate's $18 hamburger sent the internet into a spin. So the cost of going to the races all up, which is like your food, your tickets, your accommodation, your airfares, your merchandise and anything else you got to do, feeding yourself when you're up there. So the cost of going racing and Rowan, win it or bin it? Bin it. It's far too expensive, especially opposed to other racing categories. They, uh, yeah, they just need to do something about that. That's too much. Bin it. Yeah, me too. You're not going to win more fans by charging more money for less product. Um, Okay, Anton winning his first Ford race. Win it or bin it? Uh, win it because I'm happy for Anton, but bin it because it was only because of his tires. So both. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Because he had to fail on Saturday to win on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Um, the new LED panels on the windscreens, we've had a few rounds with them now. So win it or bin it? Win it. Love them. Think they're awesome. Keep them. So track position, the actual track position on the front windscreen. I don't really get to see it much on the side of the circuit. It makes it a bit hard to whiz and pass and catch them. But does it look good on the telly? Looks great on TV. You can see it clearly. Awesome. Right, so you can see the posies, especially when we're doing multiple pit stops, like everyone's out of sequence and you can still work out what's going on. Okay, uh, fuel drops. 100-litre minimum fuel drops for this race. The tank's worth 130 litres. The only reason we had a fuel drop in the first place because the Nissans were so thirsty on fuel that we had to try to make it even for everybody on um, fuel pit stop times. But fuel drops, are they still necessary? Win it or bin it? Bin it just because I think it'd make strategy better for each team. So you know, I think I think it'd spice things up a little bit if they did bin it rather than making it the same. So I'd say bin it. There's no need. The burn rate on these cars now is the same. The Ultima is no longer a thing. That's the only reason we had a fuel drop for the Nissans because yeah. otherwise they'd they'd lose all their time in the pits fueling up more fuel than the other teams needed to put in. So we're going back to that, mate. It's a free for all. Yep. Bin it. Bin the bin the fuel drops. Bin them. Let it. Let the teams run their own fuel strategies. If you come up too neat, too short, and you cup short, Wind Cup's done that a few times. Sucked in. <laughs> exactly. That's it. <laughs> and uh, the super license as an actual thing. Win it or bin it. Uh, well, look, they need to have it, but bin the bloody regulations. Just change them to make it easier for people in other categories to get there. So who should have control That's... over it first? Motorsport Australia, be the be-all and end-all? Because they're the ones that issue it. Or should supercars still have the right of veto over the top? Look, I'd, I'd say give it to Motorsport Australia because supercars are idiots sometimes. So, Okay, yeah. there we go. Bin it. Yeah. Bin, bin the extra regulations that supercars can impose over the top of their own category. All right. That is it. That's it, dude. We're done. We made we it. Got, we got some origin to do. Queensland we do. smash you guys. We're gonna smash you cane toads back under the fridge. Okay, so before we do that, just gonna say thank you to Game Life for our sponsorship, gamelife.com.au. Thank you very much. Go and check him out again, Jason Sweeney, for all of your gaming and streaming needs. Coming up, racing, we have Supercars SMP on the 28th, 29th, and 30th. That's the Sydney Super Night. So that's when they start blowing fireworks up at nighttime. Start in the dusk and finish in the in the evening. Um, love it. Love the night racing. So that's on the 28th, the 30th of July, a couple of weeks' time. TCRs will be at Queensland Raceway on the 11th to the 13th of August. And with that awesome calendar of Trans Ams and S5000s and um, what else are they going to zoom around up there? Sports sedans. TCM? They got TCM up there? Oh, I think so. I think maybe they might. Maybe they might. I'll have to confirm that. Um, but if you can't make it to Queensland Raceway on that weekend, 11th to 13th of August, Head on down to Victoria to Sandown for the state racing. Formula Vs will be on down there with the state racing calendar. It's, it's amazing racing. Go and catch up with Reef McCarthy. Get to, uh... Bring your checkbook. Give him lots of money so he can go yeah. off and race in Super 2s. So Reef will be down there on the 12th and 13th of That's August. It. Go for another clean sweep. 
Um, as far as some interviews coming up with Chat with a Hat, Dave Stilwell from Motorsport Australia, I'll be talking with him tomorrow night, which is Thursday. So he is a race controller, works for Motorsport Australia. You might remember his old man, guy called Bib. Bib Stilwell. Bib Stilwell. Oh, yeah. Might, there you go. Might have run a few cars name? in his day. Yeah. Might have sold a few cars in his time at in uh, car sales. Oh, just a couple. Just a few, yeah. That's his uh, – I think Bib was his grandfather nice. and his, his old man, Dave's old man, um, still running cars as well. So they're both in Motorsport Australia. So um, I'm having an interview with him on Thursday, tomorrow night. going to ask – all the questions you ever want to know about race control, how they integrate, what they do, what their roles, responsibilities on track they are, how they actually decide what decisions are made, when they pull the triggers on safety cars and marshals, um, when they're releasing medicals and tow cars and all of that, as well as it dishing out penalties and fines, how they actually administer the race. So there's a lot that goes on in that big tower. They don't just sit there drinking coffee, deciding to ruin people's day. They are trying to make sure racing is safe and uh, fast and clean and everybody has the same opportunity on track. And when things go wrong, they're the guys that have to work out how to make it right and go back to the green flag again. So that's going to be a way cool conversation. Very excited. I've caught up with him on the at the airport on the way out of Townsville. They're up there again, officiating up in Townsville. All the medicals, all my medical mates hanging out up there. Hey, Karen, good to see you catch up with her. Natalie, not Nat Cirillo, there's another Nat. We've got two Nats now. Who knew? Two and Nats. Charlotte Pointing from Aussie Cars. I'm trying to track her down for this week. Hopefully, get a chat with her as well. She raced up in Townsville as well. So, we've got two rounds to wrap up with Charlotte and how she started and where she's going. She's really enjoying her time and is making some good gains. So that's it. Wrapped up. Done. We're done. We're done. Let's go watch some footy. We're going to get beers and watch footy. So thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on Facebook and Spotify. Get in touch. Chat with the hat. Uh, Listen to us on Spotify. And you can put that down. That's just poison. That's a tea towel. Looks like (laughs) Origin Scarf. Even even your camera won't pick it up. It's all (laughs) flaring out. Even the camera's given up on it. Um, yeah, so check us out, Spotify, Apple, Podca- uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and we shall talk to you next week with an interview with Dave Stilwell, which will be absolutely fascinating. We're all going to get informed. Talk to you then, Ro. Done, done. Go Have Queensland. Go Queenslander. Go the Blues. Queenslander. Go the Blues.